Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. Today we have another new guest with us on Well Played. I am super excited to introduce Marion Elry from Melbourne, Australia. And before we kind of dive into what we're talking about, I would love for you to give a a bit of introduction of like what you teach and all that. Yep. So I'm currently teaching U5. Um, I've been teaching for 13 years. I am a primary school trained teacher and I have predominantly the last 12 years spent in primary schools. And then this year I've done a bit of a shake up and uh, working across year eight, um, a bit of a step out of my comfort zone and teach some different year levels. Uh, I've volunteered and taught refugees earlier this year in January, which was amazing. Um, and then done a lot of volunteer work, upskilling teachers um, in Malaysia and teaching them 21st century pedagogy, um, which has just helped to sort of question how I do things. And um, it really got me sort of starting on this, okay, well, how am I doing things? Am I doing things the best that I um, possibly could be? Um, and yeah, it was really January last year that really got me, um, in my best sort of, uh, engaged in with Twitter and everything like that. And, um, yeah, I'm just really, really to what the future holds now that I'm learning all these exciting strategies. That's awesome. So, uh, so I have to ask, cause I'm sure some people, including me, I don't know what yeah. the Australian system is in terms of some of those numbers. So if we were to talk about like how old are the kids that you have taught or that you've currently taught or you shook up, right? Like you gave us all those stats, but I don't know what all these yeah. U's mean. So, yeah. Yeah. so um, well, last year I was teaching uh, like seven-year-olds, seven, seven eight-year-olds. And then I jumped into this year teaching like 14-year-olds. So it was a Woo! massive jump. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, uh, homeroom and um, – so I was very out of, you know, what could have been someone's like, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? But I loved it. And I did, uh, like, my first lesson with them was um, teach like a pirate with the Play-Doh and, like, yeah. putting on the screen, like, do you And suddenly they're like, what's going on? You know, like, it was straight away doing different things that they'd never, you know, done before. Um, so I guess I hooked them from the start that I was a fun, different teacher. Um, and That's so, awesome. yeah, but now I'm sort of back sort of teaching, like, sort of, te- I think they're 10-year-olds. Age is something that I just never really ask. I-, I know it's really strange and I've been a teacher for ages and I people are like, oh, how old are you students? I'm like, um, I-, I-, I don't know. Like it's just not something that I feel like I need to know about my students. Like I need to know what they love to do and what they like, to, you know, and all that, their hobbies and different things, not necessarily like age is just a, a number, you know. No, 100% agree, but just to kind of contextualize because I didn't yeah, know. No, what level? So, like in the United States, you're talking about teaching, like you were teaching eighth grade. Now you're teaching like fifth or sixth grade. Fifth grade, here. yeah, yes, yeah. that's that's the sort of same. So, yeah. um, and because I teach in an independent or a private school, um, I'm teaching in a middle school, so they just use five to eight. Whereas in if I was in a government school in um, Melbourne, that year five would be in a primary school. So we so have that's... like prep to six. So it's different. Yeah, yeah, that's actually similar to my experience. I teach at a private school and I teach in the middle school and I teach sixth grade, but our middle school starts fifth through eighth, but that's not typical for around where I live. But 
So, so very same. So, uh, so we're both in the middle school. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is exciting because for, um, you know, my whole career, I've been teaching uh, years three and below. So teaching year five now, um, it's good because they're older and I can do more things that I haven't been able to do in the past. Um, sure. So, yes, it's, it's an exciting time. Yeah, so what we're going to talk about today, just to kind of bring everybody in, uh, we are going to sort of talk about that this, you've sort of recently got into doing some gamification things in your classroom, and yeah. I kind of want to like let people in on sort of your story, where you've started from, where you got your ideas, and, and how you started, and put it in play, because I think it might inspire others, because yeah. I don't think you spent a ton of time and like this wasn't something that you really like thought about for super long like you kind of no. got the idea and you're like let's let's do this so yeah. let's start there where where yeah. did you even get the idea to start well I um, participated in the Hive Summit last year um, mm -hmm. which was something that I came across on Twitter and I was just like oh what's this and you know I was hooked from the get-go gamification oh that sounds like a wonderful idea that will really hook my students in and at the time I was teaching you too and I just sort of used um, gamification sort of, which now I sort of realized was more of a like sort of a game-based learning rather than sure. gamified. Um, but I used elements to um, improve their writing. Like my class really hated writing and they, you know, I really have to remind them of like couple letters and full stops and it was just driving me mental. I'm like, I, I always say like using punctuation should be like, you know, do you ever forget your underwear? Any, you know, and they're like, no, of course not. And I'm like, well, that's what punctuation should be. Like, you just <laughs> never forget awesome. it. And it's just always there. Um, and so, you know, some kids were like, you know, would repeat that back to me and everything, but it wasn't consistent that punctuation was there. So then I um, tried with um, using, okay, so if you've got, you won't get any points for a sentence if there's no punctuation there. And then, you know, if you used a conjunction, then you'd get it like 40 points for your sentence. Or if you used, like, depending on what the um, content was that I was teaching at the time, like I was teaching them how to use dialogue correctly. And so I said, well, if you've got dialogue, then you get a bonus, you know, 50 points or, you know, different things like that. And I only gave them 10 minutes to write. And um, in that time, 10 minutes, the, the amount that they wrote in that time was like the same amount that they would normally take in 50 minutes. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, this is sure. insane. Like, um, and so I, you know, I called it um, like, uh, I think I called it freestyle writing. Um, well, cause I freestyle Friday was the day that I did it. And then a, a relief teacher took my class and said, Oh, you should call it fun freestyle, you know, Friday, because it's just such an engaging lesson. And I just couldn't believe they were all quiet and they were, you know, and so I just sort of, um, yeah, that's where it sort of began. And I realized how an effective strategy um, like that, that could be sort of used. Um, but I sort of just did it in isolation. Um, whereas when I watched the High Summit this time around, and it was just like linking it to different areas, like a pin dropped and was like, okay, well, I've got this year five class now. Well, let's not do gamification in isolation. Let's see if you can use it across of learning and um so I was you know I watched it I think I watched it on um on Sunday and then um on morning I was up at 3 38 like my brain woke me out of my sleep and was like oh my goodness you've got this amazing idea and I was just like are you real at 3 
in the morning. Okay, I've just got to I've just got to write this down. Okay, so my year fives are learning all about the gold rush, and so it's linked into many different things and colonization of Australia and, and lots of different things. But the main thing that they're learning in humanities is the gold rush. And in maths, what they're learning about is fractions and decimals and everything. And um, my boys have really struggled with adding fractions with a different denominator. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay. I was like thinking, what's something I can do with that? And then another a boy another day was like, oh, can we do something with gold in the classroom? Like, I was like, okay. And then at this 3.30 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> all of it. these are connected. And I was just like, oh. And because I'd watched Survivor and it's like my favourite ultimate, you know, game, I was like, okay, we can do Gold Rush Survivor. And I was just like, amazing. And like the boys can like earn gold and I can have them. So it's not just like you're earning like a bar of gold. Like it's like, you know, like I've got it as like um, like a quarter gold and like half gold and, you know, different things like that. So then they have to add fractions with um, That's great. the denominator. Um, and so like, you know, there's, there's lots of ones that I have, like I haven't printed off, like seven eighths and, you know, dif different ones. So then they have to go, well, how many is like eighths is the quarters and different things. And so they're making connections before they can like um, turn it into like a, a gold bar. Um, so I was like, oh, that's, that's amazing. And so um, at that time, in, I was like, no, it's it's like 4 a.m. in the morning. I've got those ideas down now. Probably try to sleep. Like you have to teach the following day. Um, so then I was just like, trying to go to sleep I'm like oh but you can design your logo now you know and so then I like search for like a survivor like free to use and then I um edited it and put little gold nuggets on there and um and then wrote like gold rush down the bottom I was like oh that's so that's so amazing and I'm like oh okay well I actually need to do a change up with my tables like where they're sitting at the moment it's driving me mental like I'm having to manage too many things oh okay well this is how I can put them into the tribes so then um, with that logo, I um, made labels that said all around the gold rush. So I um, put it into Chinese miners, Australian miners, Irish miners and English miners. Like, oh, these can be my tribes. And so I put um, my new designed um, survivor logo with the Chinese and, you know, whatever next to them. Um, and then in the morning I was like, perfect. Okay, well, I'm going to um, print these off, laminate them. I was like, oh, where can I? I'll put them underneath their 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 chairs because that's gonna they're not gonna you know see or whatever. Um, so then I actually when I put them under their chairs, I turned them so you couldn't see it. It was just like a white piece of paper. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, oh, but now I just have to make sure that nobody sees them. So I took all the chairs down, and they noticed that in the morning when they came in, they're like, oh, you know, all oh, the chairs are all down. Do you, and I said, oh, I just took down the chairs. You know, they're like, oh, thanks, Miss Ellery. I'm like, oh, you're welcome. You know, just yeah, well, I did that for you. <laughs> um but um they had like a a session before I was going to teach them and so I was very mindful like oh okay you know I have to try and you know steer them away from seeing you know to make it really exciting and I noticed one label fell off and I was just like oh okay quickly like try and stick it back on and you know he didn't say anything I was like perfect and then as soon as that lesson finished I put on my label of my survivor I played the soundtrack of the music and I was like all right we've got, you know, we're doing Survivor in our class. Like, you need to find out your tribes. Have a look under your chair. And like, what? What are we doing? So, like, they just could not, like, contain themselves. They're like, oh, I'm in the Chinese miners. Which one are you in? And they were just like, you know, 
hysterical and I was just like oh and I'm like now you've got guys you've got to arrange yourselves into the tribes and you've got to like arrange your shelters you know get yourselves into groups and everything and they were just like but are we just doing this for tables like is that all it is and I'm like no I'm like we're going to do Survivor in our classroom they're like what what I didn't know that school could be this much fun and they were just you know and that was just the beginning like that was just setting them up and then um like oh can we have idols and can we you know can we really play Survivor I'm like yeah we can really play you yeah know, we're going to do this like, you know, but it was like I was having as much fun as they were. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like it's obvious. 100%. Like, I'm a passionate, a passionate teacher, and you know, I you can't bottle that up. But um, yeah, that was just like the start. And then I said, oh, like we'll have reward challenges. Oh, can we have one now? And I'm like, oh, sure. Like, you know, I, I was like, I haven't really thought about anything, but you know, it's your game as much as mine. Like, what do you want to do? Oh, let's have a spelling quiz okay so then you know one from each tribes then coming and doing a spelling and you know we just sort of played along and um and so bringing it sort of back to the gold rush is that um the the miners had to have a license to be able to pan for the gold and if they didn't then they could be thrown in jail or you know couldn't earn as much gold or different things like that so then um i designed a chinese uh mine oh sorry not a chinese a gold miners license and so I said, the first reward that you get is a license. And they're like, oh, can't we buy the license? Or, you know, I said, well, in Survivor, you get matches. You can't buy them. You only can get them through reward. Likewise, in our game, you can only get the license through nice. a reward. And so because we've got the four tribes, I was like, the whoever wins, they can all get licenses. But whoever comes second, you can only get three licenses. And so then um, when I was, like, awarding them, like, gold because they've been engaged or amazing questions or, you know, whatever, um, I said, oh, if you've got a licence, then I'll give you the full amount that I was going to give you. So, Michael, if you were, um, oh, well done, you you know, you worked really well as a team, here's half a gold, can I see your licence? And they said, oh, I don't have a licence. Well, then you're only getting a quarter of gold. Whereas if someone else had their licence, then they could get that full half gold. Um, so that was really interesting. And we went to the science lab, which I go only, um, like sort of once a week there. And so I said to them, you know, I said, I'm taking my gold. So I had announced that to everyone. Not everyone had picked up on that cue, but then when we were over there, I was just like, Oh, I'm going to give everyone, you know, a half a gold working really, really well. Um, and then they're like, Oh, but I didn't bring my license. And I'm like, well, that means you can only get a court. Oh, 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 but can I get back to class? No, sorry. Like, and so then it was, you know, like, oh, I have to remember to, you know, bring my license everywhere with me. And then someone left their gold um, on their table and then it was gone. And so then I linked it back to like actually being in the gold rush. I said, well, say someone left their gold behind, like what would have happened? And they're like, well, somebody would have taken it. And said, so what do you think happened here? Or someone took it. I said, how do you think the gold miners would have felt back then? oh, really frustrated. I go, and how do you feel now? You know, was there a lesson that they would have learned? Likewise, you've learned the lesson. So like really linking it back into like what I've been teaching them so they can have that sort of rich experience and just, yeah, um, keep it sort of embedding through all the different lessons and everything. So it's it's been amazing, amazing so far. And, um, you know, we've had I've had a few different people coming in and out They're like oh what are you doing oh that sounds like so much fun and oh can you link me in somehow and yeah um so yes I, it's I love well I mean like breaking down some of the things that you've shared so far I mean I love one I love that, that you took it upon yourself to try to like up your game so like 
the year prior, you, you did gamification in isolation. And I still think that's powerful and that's useful. But as I kind of mentioned at Hive Summit this year, like it's actually not that much harder to sort of like go the step further and make a connected game for the year. And then you have this muscle you can kind of flex whenever you need to. You could, your gold rush game can kind of die down a little bit and that's fine. They'll, they'll be okay. They'll still remember the rules. And then all of a sudden it, you can bubble it back up next week, you know, and yeah. you know, so I love that you challenge yourself to that. I love the story of sort of the 3 a.m. Like the mind just was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. That was so funny to me. And, yeah. but I, what I love for anybody that's not watching the episode, for those of you that are listening, like her face is like just lit up when she talked about it. Cause like, while that sounds in one hand terrible that you wake up at 3 a.m. and you're going to have to like teach the whole next day, that wasn't her experience or the energy on her body right now like it is totally excited like she was excited about the 3 a.m she was excited about the 4 a.m hey i gotta design the logo because that hit my mind and then still had an awesome next school day and again to sort of recap that that you said too i love the piece and i try to stress it in every one of my professional developments it is the most fun i've had as a teacher i mean it is so fun to think about these creative connections to sort of be playful a little bit. I mean, like you then are in Survivor as well. You are creating Survivor and you get to use that language of tribes and, you know, like idols and, you know, tribal challenges and tribal council and all these fun thematic things that really don't happen in school normally, but we can make so many easy connections. And then your last point that you just made, I think the game allows us to build in so many life skills that don't always get like worked in i think in a way that's so meaningful where there's still the clarity of the student like either you do like a contrived advising lesson where you're talking about like jill posts some things online and it's not very good and like you know like what did jill do wrong you know and like at least my middle school kids are like this is lame and like they don't really want they don't want to learn from it because it's such a contrived yeah process that you're trying to like break down or it's too personal like something's really happened to them like they failed a test and they're super sad about failing the test and while you try to teach them the lesson of like well did you study and like they don't hear any of that because they're so sad about the grade the game is this little sliver a little buffer where they don't care about it enough to truly cry like the the grades but they care enough that that they're like dang somebody stole my gold that stinks and they (laughs) listen they listen to the like the real world sort of connections you're making that like yeah and i'm sure the real miners thought that stunk when they laid the bag down and came back and there wasn't there Yeah. yeah so i mean i think that's so awesome that you you've gathered all these things you've processed all these things you've experienced all these things it's so wonderful and it sounds like you're just raring to get back to school the next day and do some more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, like, thinking about how I can link it sort of into other areas. And, um, well, also the idle question. The idle question has been, that was the first, one of the first questions that the boy said was, like, well, can we have idols? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know how, like, an idol would be able to be worked in because obviously I can't vote people out of my class. Um, but then they're, they're continuously 
they're continuously saying, well, can we vote people out of our tribe or mix people or different things? Um, so I'm just sort of like, yeah, questioning and seeing how. And on Friday um, we had an, uh, a reward challenge and it was um, an A to Z. I just thought about like pretty much on the spot. A to Z, um, write down a word um, a, that would have been around the gold rush, you know, and if you think that there's a word that another tribe's going to get, um, we'll write another different word um, because you'll be – you can only get points for words that other tribes haven't gotten. Um, and so it was very, very interesting because um, I said your, your name of your tribe, like sort of it must be there, it must be on the you know, top, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there was one tribe that didn't write their name. And so I said, oh, whose tribe's this? Like, oh, I might as well throw in the bin. I don't know whose it is, you know. Hello. And then I said, and so I said to all the other tribes, I said, oh, what should we do? Like, they haven't read their names on. That was one of the, you know, things. And they're like, nah, they shouldn't be included. I said, oh, but I will let you know if you would have won. Um, and it was ironic because they would have come equal first if they'd written their name. And like, oh, it's not fair. And I said, this is a teacher's, you know, thing. We always say, write your name, write your name. And we're sick of, like, having to remind you, well, this is a consequence that you're going to remember to always, you know, write your name. Um, but that was, like, really interesting. It was, like, a quick little thing that they're writing all these words and everything. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to reward them that they can either choose to win gold or have a scroll. And both, um, and then there was two that they, two scrolls that they got to choose between. And then on those scrolls, then they have two choices to make. So it's like you can win gold or you can take gold from other tribes or you can win gold or you can swap a member of your tribe. So that was like the first sort of thing that I'd sort of put down about switching tribes, but you have to choose as a tribe who that's going to be. Um, I don't be- know if it would work. Some, something different. That sounds awesome. I would to suggest possibly a way that you could vote people off um because that's a major piece of the show and the kids might want to experience that um you know your game better than me so again i don't know if it would work but what do you think like when kids played i don't know here in the, the united states a computer game growing up that we played a lot was oregon trail it was like you had like this little covered wagon it was a little video game and I don't know, you had to make it from out east to Oregon with your little wagon trail, right? But like, obviously, you being the main character, you don't die unless the game's over. So a way the game experienced loss was you'd start the game and you'd have to like fill out like the name of all your family members. So you'd, you'd have like a family of eight. And yeah. like when something bad happened on the trail, it was like your sister got cholera and died. You didn't get cholera and died because then the game would be over. But like yeah. you kept losing people in your party. So what if like each miners guild had ten like pretend players, not not the actual four kids that are in that miners guild, and then like each week based on certain things or each day, things could happen in which oh like somebody from the Chinese miners guild like we're voting somebody off from that, and it would be one of the phantom players. So now they're they're down to only like nine phantom uh-huh. players, right? And then. You could start to have some items or power-ups or things that might gain people. So like, oh, like we got some breathing room. We won this challenge and we actually gained three more followers or whatever. Um, yeah. Or That's then cool. there could be like games that like you could steal some of the phantom followers, which puts people in like more jeopardy because they're closer to zero phantom players. Yeah. Um, you could then make yeah. certain challenges be that like 
if you're successful at today's spelling challenge, if everyone in your Miners Guild gets 80% or higher on the spelling, each player in the tribe earns a gold bar, and that would include the phantom players. So like they could be earning 14 bars of gold if they had four kids plus 10 fake people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but that other, that other group's only got five fake people. Like they're only going to get nine bars. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. Because yeah, that's something that, um, yeah, I hadn't really worked out. So that's some really good um, strategies that I could use within the um, within my game, and um, and then also I could use that with idols. So I got my dad. Um, yes, I was just like I phoned up. Well, first I phoned up my mum and I said, "Oh, mum, do you think you could find some uh, random rocks?" I said, "I'm pretty sure there's gold-looking like rocks at your house." Um, can you find, I need probably about 25 and she's like, Oh, Oh yeah. Yep. You know, she's in her garden. She's like, Oh, I found some. Okay. Yep. Cool. And then, um, I said, Oh, is dad around? He's like, Oh, he's inside. I was like, Oh, I'll give him a call. Hi dad. Just wondering if, um, you know, if you can uh, drill a hole through a rock and he's just like, Oh, I'm not too sure. I'd have to, you know, investigate. He goes, Oh, what, you know, is it, does it have to be something, a really big rock? I said, Oh, well, it's going to be a necklace. So it can't be too big or, you know, whatever. He goes, I'm not sure if it can be done, but I'll, you know, have a bit of a try until you come over later. Anyway, so we discovered that you can drill holes through rocks. Um, I love this story. And then, so the 25 rocks is for my math lesson. So we're learning about like the fractions and decimals and everything. And so what I've done is I have, I don't know if you can see that I've spray painted. That's rocks. awesome looking. So, um, and so there's like, you know, different sizes and everything. Um, and so in my math lesson, we're going to weigh the, uh, weigh the rocks and then they're going to be obviously decimal and then we can convert it into a fraction. So that's like separate. That's, I guess, a little bit of a, you know, like game-based learning within sort of the, um, yep. and whoever this gold weighs the most potentially can win some gold or, you know, something. Um, but for the idols, um, the ones that they're outside because it, it's quite strong with the smell, um, they've got a hole in and then I'll like make it into a necklace and it's like a little gold nugget. And when I was on Friday, we just went um, down to the pub and we're just talking with the teachers. She's like, oh, that sounds really fun. I want to be, can I carry an idol? I'm like, oh, okay, that, that, oh, I haven't thought about it. She goes, yeah, you can like write clues and everything and then they have to, you know, find me. I was like, oh this is oh well, that's quite clever and so and so now like I you know sent her a message saying oh I've designed these items she's like oh I'm so excited you know love heart love heart and um so I was like okay this is cool like working the school in so it's not just about our class that's um, awesome yeah so it's yeah I love and I say that you know I always say this to the boys this idea sparked from someone else and then I get you know it's not like and they're like oh well you have to you know claim bragging rights or something I said no but this is how life is do you get into by you know other people come up with your own ideas you know that's just how and they're like oh okay you know I said I'm always learning you know it's not just you finish school or you start or different things and they're like oh okay oh okay it's really like they're just um to them I feel like school has very been about start and finish mm-hmm. um and you know you just come to school for learning whereas it, I, I guess I'm just trying to open their mindset that, um, because I'm actually only in this class for a term. Ooh. So that's something interesting. So I've just come in. Someone else has taught them terms one and two. I'm here for term three. And then they've got a teacher in term four. Wow. That's different. Yeah. 
So what will you go do term four? Are you going to be in some other classroom then? Like, are you jumping to some other class? Um, well, I'm actually with my 72 year old dad, I'm doing, um, what's called the great Victorian bike ride. And we ride, um, from one state to another state along the coast. So that's a big step step out of my comfort zone in a whole new context. Um, so that sort of works at the end of report writing time. So it's just a really tricky time. So I just removed myself from the equation to go, I can just do some sort of relief teaching or something sort of during that time. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Uh, I love so much of your story. It is fantastic. I love your enthusiasm. I love that you're like thinking of physical props as well as like taking it to the level of like spray painting and drilling it and like giving these idols. I love that you sort of broke down the walls of your classroom and inviting other teachers and teachers are excited about the what's happening in your class and they, they see the kids kind of lighten up and they, they're like, what's happening? What's this going on? <laughs> I love it. I love your enthusiasm to like honor the fact that this is a creation that truly the world's made. It's not yours. It's not the kids. It's not the teacher down the hall. It's, it's everybody's. Everybody has like a stamp on this and everybody yeah. makes it a little better and a little bigger and a little neater. And um, I think that's so awesome to not be so territorial to it. So that's fantastic. Um, I can't believe it, but we are already ah. out of, like, I know we're already out of time. So well, it you is. Get me talking about my passion, passion topics and I just get a bit out of control. It is fantastic. I hope you come on again and we hear more of it. Um, so we have reflection time. So today's quote are you ready for it? Yep. All right. This one comes from one of my favorite presidents, United States presidents, Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, he says, each time we face our fear, we gain strength, courage, and confidence in the doing. Mm. So do you want to sort of break that down first or do you want me to break that down first? Um, well, I guess... Uh as soon as you said that, it um, brought me to what my year is about this year. It's about, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and I've, um, you know, facing your fear. Like I was like, oh, I'll never teach in secondary. Oh, my good, You know, and because I've done that, like I've learned so much in the process, um, you know, yeah, and you grow confident and everything once you've embraced sort of that fear I actually did something this year that was called Face Your Fears and it was abseiling down a 113-metre building in the city and it was raising money for children in foster care. So that's also where my mind went. Um, and, yeah, you know, there was definitely that physical fear we're in that, you know, in the stomach, but you, you get through it and it's all about that talking you through that you can do it. It's so much with fear is you need to tell yourself you can do it. I 100% agree. I think so many people get like tripped up. Uh, and so that's similar for me that when I think of this quote, I, I picked this quote because so many people when they think about starting something as big as gamification, a lot of times they lose that courage, that strength, that confidence, because there are so many things like if we break down everything you said today, 
there's a lot there. You have a logo, you have tribes, you have gold, you have gold fractions, you have some sort of idol challenge, some sort of, and then you have this now, this necklace and these other idols and now there's other teachers, right? If we would have front loaded that all into the 3 a.m. moment, you might have been like, I can't do this. This is just too much. But the fact that it's sort of like one brick laid onto another brick and one day laid onto another day, and now it's this bigger thing, but yet you smile about it and you're excited to add four more bricks to it tomorrow, that yeah. works. But like you had to have the courage and the confidence and the strength to, to get off that square one and, and lay a few bricks that yeah. one day. So, uh, But I think the thing that we have to realize is it is in the doing. Like no amount of more thinking about it, no more sitting on the sidelines. Like at some point you just have to put it into play. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you start like I did with the smaller stuff um, mm -hmm. and just see how it works in a small scale, then you can be like, oh, wow, like this is just a way to hook my learners just like that. Well, then, you know, you've done something small before you do something a lot bigger. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I think this is so awesome. I, I, thank I you absolutely so much love it. Like, I Thank you so much for like asking me to be on. Like I am like honored to like, as soon as I got your text, I'm like, oh my goodness, mom, you'll never guess what happened. Like just, it's just so exciting. And, you know, I'll share this with my class and I just, you know, I'm absolutely thrilled, thrilled to bits. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish I could be in your class. It sounds so awesome. <laughs> so, uh, you know, keep, keep sharing out what you do. I love it. I want to like, you know, tag me in and all of it. It, it is so fun to see your journey. I'd love to see your journey when you also go on this bike ride. That's our, that bike. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. That's awesome. So yeah. yes, stay, stay connected and continue to bring these ideas to your students and, and share them out. I think that's so powerful for all of us. Everyone else, thank you for listening to another well-played podcast and we will see you next week. I hope everybody enjoys their week and they play on.